Welcome to Season 3 of the Financial Fofu Podcast, where we talk all things finance, money and mindset. To find out more about us or to listen to some old episodes, you can visit us on our Instagram or Facebook pages or check out our website. So let's get into it today. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Financial Fofu. We have an amazing guest with us today, Jess Raimondo of Penguin Wolf. Welcome, Jess. Hello. Thank you for having me. Now, our episode today is specifically about how to get more customers. And I haven't even told them what you do, but Jess is a branding and marketing content design expert that I personally have worked with and she's actually the one responsible for my YouTube channel. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself, Jess, and your background with Penguin Wolf. Yeah, okay. So um, Penguin Wolf was started in 2015, but that's not when I started my journey with it. Um, It's actually um, a business that my husband started and kept begging me to work with him on. Um, And I kept saying, no way in hell am I working with my husband. We will end up divorcing. Uh, We haven't done that yet, which is great. They're they're still together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when I had, uh, uh, when I was pregnant with our second child, I said, I don't want to work for anyone anymore. So let me help you with the business. Um, So basically, um, Penguin Wolf, we are a digital content and marketing um, company. We can help you with anything from social media marketing to paid advertising to your strategy and content design, um, basically everything that you need to get your business working. They do some cool stuff with websites and apps as well, specifically um, industry-based if you're in um, different types of industries like the restaurant industry or a few other things as well. So they're pretty clued up across the board. And Raz and Jess both have worked in film before. Yes. And Raz yes. does a lot of film work still. So he's on some cool projects at the moment. Virtual production. Yes. Where is that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't catch her on the wrong side on a film set, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yes, Raz is a producer and I have more of a first AD producer background, so... I'll be yelling at you to be quiet on set. Yes. <laughs> That's assistant director for everybody else that doesn't know what an AD is. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> the film term. <laughs> so you've sort of touched on a little bit about what content that you create. Is there any specific content that you guys focus on or is it a broad sort of spectrum um, position that you take when you're assisting your customers in getting more clients? It's quite broad only because every business is so different. Um, we could be helping you with, you know, TV um, production. So if you need a TV ad um, produced, we can do that um, from concept to um, completion. We've also obviously um, done a few YouTube videos, um, which are an entirely different ball game altogether. We have a YouTube producer on deck um, for that. Uh, we also can do short content snippets. Um, we can edit any content that you already have and output that into social snippets for Reels or TikTok. Um, we can also produce animation. So when you don't have content available, we can put it together in an animated format if you need an explainer. 
also really good for people that don't like being in front of the camera. Very I was just, good for people I was who just don't thinking like animation would be perfect for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, it would be true. You don't have to sit in front of the camera. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, great, it's good for people who, yeah, just need something that's easily explained in a graphic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, often when I talk with clients, um, coaching clients about branding, there's a, a lack of an understanding of their brand as a whole. So, they, they're happy to spend money on marketing, but any marketing spend that they spend then doesn't bring them a return because they don't have a brand or a marketing strategy. So, can you tell us a little bit what, about what goes into developing a brand's marketing strategy? Um, so, branding strategy is so important. Um, a lot of people don't consider this until they're, you know, six months down the line. You know, they're like, oh, I'll get to it later. I don't have the money right now to spend on a branding, uh, brand kit. Um, but so why don't we start with what's the difference between a brand kit and marketing? Because, I mean, I know the difference, yeah. but some people listening might not. <laughs> a brand kit is really your complete business identity. So you've got your logo, your typography, your brand voice how you reply digitally, um, it really enables designers or anyone bring, coming onto your brand the ability to look at it and go, okay, I know exactly the color scheme that I need to choose for this social media post. I know the typography. I know the feel of the brand, how they talk mm -hmm. to, to the customer. It is really the most important thing to consider before even beginning the marketing journey. Why? <laughs> Because it, it's it's who you are as a business. It's, it it's will, your identity, right? It's, it's how identity. they recognize you. Yeah. If you don't have something that's recognizable um, and you haven't considered your market for that, then it will get lost and you'll have issues with who you are as a business. You'll try to market it to everybody when mm -hmm. it's really not who your market is. Yeah. So, you know, are you, do you swear in your posts? Are you casual? Are you conversational? Are you business oriented? If you're a B2B business, people need to understand that through your brand kit and yeah. your messaging. Yeah. And do you find that a lot of clients think that their logo is their brand and that's all there is to it? They're like, yes, this is my brand kit. I, I actually, we did have someone who I said, okay, amazing. It's great to get started with you. Could we... Um, could we have your brand? Could we have a look at your brand kit? Um, and they said, yeah, 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 we've got brand kit. It's all good. They sent me over just their logo. And I said, okay, cool. So what about your colors and, and everything I can see in your logo? You've got these, these identities here. And they sent me over something with gradients in it. And I said, this is not, this is not a brand kit. This is, <laughs> I can't choose the colors from your, from your logo with a gradient. Um, can you, can you just put together something really simple? They just they didn't understand, and that's okay. They just they thought that that entire identity was in that logo, but I still couldn't understand what their tone of voice was or, you know, their market. Mm. It was really difficult. And do you mainly work with clients that already, I guess, have, I guess, a logo and some elements set up, or will you help clients with the whole thing, including their, their logo and that, and that full branding package? We can do the full branding. We've done that um, in the past. We did it recently for a hospitality business to actually one who has an established business um, but was creating another um, brand completely. So we, we worked with our brand designer on that identity with them. Um, we've also helped another hospitality business with the full branding kit. 
um, with logo and everything. So, we, yeah, we can absolutely. I mean, I see logo like wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. Right? But so if you have identical twins and they put on T-shirts, you'd be able to tell them apart. Mm-hmm. But it's their personality yep. is what you want to hear out of them. And that's what your brand kit or your brand strategy, because it's got a couple of different names, yep. really talks to. Because you could recognize them by the T-shirt, but you wouldn't really know much more about them because they may look identical to everybody else. Yeah. I like the analogy. Yep. Well, businesses can spend five minutes on a logo or they can spend, you know, mm. their 30-page brand fit outlining it, it's how so they talk to, Yeah, Facebook. it's so often yeah. to see in, like, Facebook groups, I just need a quick, easy logo. Yeah. Like, yeah it's no. just such oh, a common... so frustrating. Yeah. 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 You need a full style guide that goes with your brand kit. So if someone says to you, you need a style guide, that's why they're telling you. And that's why it costs yeah. more than $100 to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, given that you've got a background in film and stuff, are you biased with the content that you create? Like, is there a specific um, type of concrete, um, content that you prefer to create um, based on performance or is it whatever's needed for the individual business? It's a little bit of both. Um, I will be biased only because I have a hundred different creative ideas going through my head whenever I look at a client and it really does come down to budget. So I'll be like, oh, what about this amazing, amazing idea that we should do for you? Uh, <laughs> that would cost $100,000, so no. Um, <laughs> In most instances, yes, no. <laughs> I, yeah, so, I mean, it does come down to what are we trying to do for the business. Um, if it's just reels, then that can be something as simple as just shooting some content on an iPhone and then editing that um, into a story um, and laying that out. But I would love to obviously work on the broader identity of the brand and come up with a storytelling um, a vision for that. So say, for example, you know, six pieces of content that has a narrative for the brand um, and working on that. It could be, you know, one minute videos, but it has more of a story to tell than a real series. It would probably live on their website. Um, So something that is holistic and can be used as evergreen content it is kind of frustrating when people just want one piece of content that's super specific, um, but they don't think about how that works as an overall branding strategy. So we're spending $30,000 on one piece of content that is only going to live on your website and you ask, how are we going to market this video? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's going on our website. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got one one use, not multiple uses. So it's not, yeah, like you said, evergreen in its sense. or And yeah. it's not flexible with how you can present it across multiple channels, right? Yeah. I mean, it might look pretty, but if people don't see it, you know, what's the point of a piece of content? So you're saying when you create content, it's better to have a piece that can be reused on Instagram yeah. as well as your website yeah. or maybe YouTube and mm-hmm. presented in different ways and snippets of yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you could have behind the scenes content on socials and then have that video on your website. And then on LinkedIn, you could do a, a shorter snippet of that, but it would be more B2B focused and things like that. So you have to really consider it might be okay if you're having a sale, for example, but yeah. could we make that content so that in the script, we're not specifically talking about a sale, but maybe the text overlays are the bits that we can change regularly yeah so you could use it again for another promotion or whatever it's just more efficient you know spending that money why don't you just create as much content as possible you get a better return on your investment when Mm. you invest in content that's got multiple 
uses than yep. sole use as well. Exactly. Even if that means, like you said, being cut into smaller sections and then just distributed that way, it's still yeah. better return on your money, right? Yeah. You get more yeah. more yeah. touch points for it. Ooh. So in that instance, then, how is it? how important is it video content to your marketing strategy these days. I think everyone seems to be video, 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 reels, TikTok, Mm. um, even on LinkedIn and stuff. It just seems to be that people are only interested in video content. Oh, a hundred percent. And I am going as we record a podcast. Hit the record button on the video, Sarah, and we'll post it. Oh yay. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I put my makeup on, you know. <laughs> Look, I think it's become like is there a is there a new rule? Like it used to be you had six seconds to um engage and and really that psyche, you know, six second sell on a client to make them want to know more about you mm. to click through to learn more. Are we still on six seconds or are we down to like two? I would say under six seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to yeah. say two. It's very sad, um, you know, because you can create this beautiful piece of content, but if you don't have that hook in the first five seconds, mm. you need to think of it like, okay, if, if this, for example, is going on YouTube and I would like to do a non-skippable ad, that is non-skippable in six seconds. Um, that so, means when you when you like load another video, you have to wait till you yeah. skip it, right? Yeah, you got six seconds, right? Six seconds. So how <laughs> and I spend I? my time going skip, skip. So do skip. I. I sit there waiting for the skip button to come up. Exactly, <laughs> not unskippable. <laughs> um, so it it really is about how do we create this piece of content that has a hook in that in the first six seconds, mm. and that is really really hard. However, you can fit a lot in six seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you have managed to hook people into that first six seconds, if you have 30 pieces of co- 30 second piece of content, it's okay because then you would put in another call to action later down. <laughs> later down I would just line. write, go on, skip me. I dare you. You're <laughs> lost. Those really frustrating reels and TikToks that have um, wait for it. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And then it's it's not me. it kills me. You're it like, makes I me angry. <laughs> you have just angered me. Why did you do this to me? I you make me angry. It. I'm never buying from you now. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> I'm fickle like that. But yeah, you've lied to me. I ain't buying from you. Exactly. I have no, boundaries no. on the truth. Exactly. <laughs> Video is just so important. We always say to our clients, what the, the first thing we'll probably ask is, okay, what content do you have? Can yeah. this be your content? It doesn't matter what it is. We need to see what video so, content So, I mean, content, content as a broad term could mean still images. It could mean graphics that you've had drawn, infographics. Yep. could be animation. Mm-hmm. It could be video content. It could be audio. It could yep. be a range of different things. Mm-hmm. But we're pretty much at the point where it's a videographer's <laughs> dreamland in terms of everyone is looking for video content and yep. – not everyone is in a position or comfortable to produce video content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that happens a lot where people are like, oh, it's fine. We don't need video, but you do because not only is video um, amazing for engagement, you know, if you can get that six seconds um, engagement, it's great. But also the more video you output, the better you can harness that data to create custom audiences. Ah, so, so this reason, is where we're going with this. The reason we say video, 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 the more engagement you get on a video on, say, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, you can then turn that into an audience in 
but like the meta back end in meta business suite there's audience manager for um, retargeting for, for ads retargeting, or... yeah for ads so we don't want to just click boost on a post we want to create an engagement um audience yes yeah. that data and i probably we should have talked about it earlier but penguin wolf is also like fully registered um mm-hmm. what's the right term ad uh, Google marketing platform. Google yep. marketing platform. What does that mean for people that don't have any idea? Mm, so, that, that would be me. Yeah, <laughs> Google marketing platform. So obviously anyone can use Google ads, um, display YouTube advertising. Um, however, it's it's um, just in that one vertical. So the Google marketing platform is only available to agencies that are registered um, with Google. Um, so it's, it's, you know, everyday person can't access it. You can access those platforms by themselves. The reason we like to use it is obviously we have a better capability to do data segments. Um, so Google Ads, for example, if you're just a consumer using it, you have limitations on what you can do. Um, but we get access to Campaign Manager 360, which harnesses everything, and we can access campaigns there and create audience segments that are highly targeted based on the data coming through from all of those platforms in one go. So you'll have your YouTube um, audience, you'll have your display audience, your Google search audience, and create audience lists. For so what's, what's Google Display then? Google Display is so, it's, it's like search, but you have the capability for an image um, oh, it's like the image search. search. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it'll, it can, you know, you can do like Gmail yep. campaigns or yep. you'll search something and it'll come up on a website. Yeah. Image there for say Helix planning or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. so, so does all of this allow you to sort of, I guess, better target where mm-hmm. your customers might be floating around on the internet and exactly. have the right eyeballs yep. on your ads? Yeah. And not all agencies are Google platform. No, because they have to apply for it and it's yeah. only open to and a specific. And it's quite new though, isn't it? Like the last six months maybe? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily new. I just don't think that they tell everyone about okay. it. Okay. Um, so you ha- it's actually really difficult to find people who are experienced in Google marketing platform because, because it's technically only open to agencies. You've already got people working in agencies on GMP but then people aren't leaving those agencies to go work elsewhere. Elsewhere. Mm. So it's difficult to find people who are working on GMP specifically. And it is such a different platform. It's like meta, but on crack. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So Facebook, Instagram has rebranded to meta. If you missed yep. the metaverse announcement. <laughs> um, so it, it, it just, I suppose because Google, owns like it owns youtube and it owns Mm. all of those other platforms like the data volume that's Mm. coming through those platforms would be huge so you can't use it to advertise within facebook or instagram though can you no so no i didn't think so So you can't export data from facebook and then put it into google but i mean this comes down to your marketing strategy because if you're building that custom audience segment on facebook it's Mm. fine anyway yeah right so we're back at strategy again guys like we always we always sort of circle around the planning the strategy we always end up back there right if you don't know what Mm. you're trying to achieve by spending your money how do you measure that you've had a return on that investment in the first place and it's it's super important um when we look at this stuff to make sure 
that you're doing this. And I suppose that's also then how you work out what's working for your customers to get more customers. Yep. Um, a lot of people just throw money at platforms and go, oh, my God, it's not working. And say, well, what are you doing? Yeah, you've got to know that you're targeting the um, right, right you customers. You can't just click boost and then expect the people to come, you know, is your it's not a field of dreams. <laughs> but it's just frustrating. See, like Facebook does work. You know, we're getting on some of our clients six cents a click because we spent the time building up the yeah. audience and making sure that it goes out to people who would mm. buy tickets to that show. Yeah. Um, you know, not just hoping that it works. Um, and this is where I like to help people because they don't um, have the time or energy. Even for myself, I have given complete control over to our staff for our socials because I just had my blinders on and couldn't focus on our own yeah. socials. I'm yeah. so focused on the other, um, for our clients, that it just was so hard for me. It's so, quite a common creative yeah. person problem mm-hmm. and their <laughs> own brand becomes, it's not a priority and it falls to the wayside. Yeah. But from a credibility point of view, mm-hmm. like practice what you preach, right? So, so important, yeah. yeah. So I've been out there, I've been doing reels and it's I've noticed. hilarious to see <laughs> what works and what doesn't, the most random things. So just, what are you finding yeah. is working at the moment for your customers in terms of both content and particular platforms? Yep, um, definitely a lot of reels. Um, is It's just going crazy yeah. um, and regular, regular posting of, of that video. What, what's regular? Um, so one of them we did uh, two to three reels a week and, okay. you know, their views have gone from, you know, 400 and they're quite new. Mm-hmm. They're a startup from like 400 views to 10,000 views. Oh, wow. Wow. In the space of three weeks or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that's insane. Because Instagram goes, oh, 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 I can see that you're posting video content, which we're now trying to push on our platform. Mm. I will push your content out over any other static posts. Yeah, okay. It's just yeah. 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 They go, okay, this person is using the platform the way we would like it. So, you know, shadow banning does not exist, but it will push out content that is more likely to get results. Yeah, just platform. prioritizes that. Yeah. And I notice as well that Facebook is now showing reels from Instagram mm-hmm. yeah, because they're trying to compete with TikTok yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. trying to compete you within their metaverse. Yeah. So you'll see a reel on Facebook, you'll click it, and then it's like watch further. You have to go to Instagram to watch the rest of it. Yeah. So exactly. it's driving traffic between the two parts. Because there's a lot of people that don't use Instagram. There's no, a lot of people that don't people. use Facebook yep. and vice versa. Because yeah. they are two very different platforms. Mm, you know, yeah. um, watching reels on Instagram for me is, is a more – pleasing experience but it, it's meant to be like that but facebook you can use the data between the two platforms so when you're creating a video engagement audience you would need to choose the videos from the facebook and then instagram as well but you've got double the data then yeah yeah you know? okay. and then you obviously would create your lookalike audiences so reels is your quick win are there any other like I mean, because people sitting listening be like, oh, I don't want to create reels. There's so much effort. <laughs> um, I was actually talking about this with the team this morning and quick wins um, don't, I mean, I always think quick wins don't really exist only because there is so much work that happens yeah. before it's- you even get to that point. You know, you have to think, you have to come up plan. with collateral, plan. you have to plan, and then mm. you can output what you're trying to achieve. But yeah. if you don't think about it, if you don't spend the time on the strategy, 
then you really don't know what you're yeah. trying to achieve. And it's really hard to come up with goals for mm. that plan. M- Marketing's really there for the long game, isn't it? It's not about a short, long game. short quick return. Yeah. It's about that And it's about play. consistency, right? And ongoing consistency. And I suppose that's the thing. Okay, sometimes you can have some quick wins like your client that's had huge growth in their yeah. views, mm. but often it takes longer and it depends on the industry you're in as well, totally. the competition. Like I know for me trying to advertise in the finance space, good luck because I'm competing against major lenders with so million-dollar budgets yeah. to like compete and there's so much noise, as you said, Trudy. Like it's just it's too hard, but there are things that I can do to get front of mind or in front of clients or um, and it's video related. And Surprise! It, always, <laughs> it has to be to your niche, you know? Mm. You can't just do a whole bunch of reels that aren't relevant to your business either. No. Um, you know, if you don't have to jump on every single trend. You just watch <laughs> watch a few videos and go, okay, I can relate that back to what we do. Yeah. It makes sense for me to do that sound. It makes sense for me to do that video. Um, if you don't like being on camera, you can do, if you're service-based, like you sell a product, you can do box, um, boxing, boxing videos, whatever, order videos, um, just, you know, about your day videos. It depends on what industry you're in and what people are engaging with. Mm-hmm. You know, jump on TikTok, um, jump on Instagram, do a discover search and see what people are doing in your industry in regards to content. Mm, and, that's a good tip. And yeah. you find it's also more important to get the content out there rather than to spend hours and hours making it absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the, the reels that I have tried to perfect in two hours have flopped and the reel that I did the other day in five seconds got like 10,000 views and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because they're authentic. Yeah. And it happened. And yeah. So I'm just going to do more crazy things. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah, well, people like, well, there's a, what's what's the right word? You know, like that extremist, like um, that celebrityism that comes yeah. from putting yourself out there. Yeah. It's, being just, it's almost it. um, the self-deprecating humor, just making fun yes, of yourself that's it. and yeah. being relatable. And it's really scary being on camera the first time. But if you can just do one and then do another and you'll, you'll just, you'll get there in the end. And it's not so overwhelming after you do a few things. And if you don't like doing it, then you can always do what some of our clients do and they do it at home and then they upload the content and then we edit it for them. Oh, yeah. So that works as well, right? So you could just give them questions that they answer and then you guys edit it out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we we do that a lot. We, you know, one of our clients is in Canberra and we're not going to be driving to Canberra you know, every few days to film content. Mm. So he'll upload content to a Google Drive folder and then we, we just edit that each week. And yeah, out. nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool, so nice. another way to, to get content out when you're, you know, far apart. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Trudy, I think you have one more question. I do have one more question. The, the big question, the big money question, <laughs> how much should people spend on their marketing? Is there a, is there a, a formula or a, a sweet spot? I don't really agree with formulas or percentages or anything like that. I think I would say the most important thing is you need to do a data test first. You need to see where does my advertising sit in regards to an audience. And we normally say between $200 and $500 for a data test, um, depending on that platform that you're using. So this is just for, you know, one platform would be Facebook um, and then doing general targeting um, and then seeing if you do have – 
data there that you that you have available say you've been outputting video content and then we can create some custom audiences and advertising to that audience and then doing your general marketing and then seeing where the cost per click comes down to if that's your goal um we try and say that anything under a dollar is okay but we prefer to see it at about under 50 cents yeah, okay. just yeah. cost value. Cost yeah. value, so cost value. So then you would set your budget as to what you think you should spend on social media content creation and advertising off your data test. Yeah, so off your data test. So say, you know, from that data test, you would go, okay, well, with this amount of money, I can reach X amount of people in this city, so I'm going to spend that much money. But you cool. can just create more efficiencies. The more video data you have, the lower your cost per click will be because you just have a greater audience pool. Yep. We spent two years creating a data set for one of our clients because we just kept adding to the, the audience. It's now over a million people. So, you know, every time we advertise, we use that data set and it's just, you know, six cents per click. It's so cheap. And so does, does that, does that, business that you work with do they convert their sales then and is it beneficial they for them they sold out four of their sydney shows yeah 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 and that was with i think we spent 500 dollars. yeah wow exactly okay. and we're talking you know sydney um theater so yeah big yeah. seat yeah. capacity big and yeah. really we only did facebook marketing but that doesn't work for everyone so you know it really no. comes down to where your audience you know and Things that convert like products or ticket sales work quite well on Facebook only because it's like, yeah, I want to buy a ticket right now. Yeah, so you can click through and done. Mm. It's got that home, it's got that landing page. It tells you how much the ticket is. It's right there. Mm. Um, for longer lead um, campaigns, you probably look at a different strategy altogether. Yeah. But it really does come down to who your audience is and which platform they're on, you know. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Well, I think we can probably leave it there today. There's been a huge okay. amount of information that's come There's out there. More. There's so much I'm more. Sure, I'm sure there is. If you have any questions, you can hit Jess up. We'll pop her details into the episode so that you can look them up um, and get in touch with her. I'm sure she'd be happy to talk to anyone. I about will talk to anyone anytime. <laughs> video marketing. Thanks so much for joining us yes, today. Yes, thanks for joining us. No we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next week. Please, please, please send us, um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers.